Welcome to Buffalo Camp Day Recap. I'm Thad Brown along with Carl Jones. Day seven of Bill's camp in the books. After a day off, this is the first of five straight days of practice. Four will be here at St. John Fisher. Then on Friday, the stadium practice, the yearly opportunity for folks in Buffalo to come out and watch a camp practice. And Carl, the thing I want to start with today is the slot receiver competition. Week ago, week and a half ago, we were talking about this competition as a four-headed race, you know, to where Isaiah McKenzie and Tavon Austin and Khalil Shakir and Jamison Crowder all were, you know, seemingly neck and neck, all had a chance to, you know, win a part of the job. And I kind of thought, you know, we, at the end of the day, we'd end up with, you know, the role being shared. You have, you know, one guy doing this, one guy doing that. But seven days into practice, right now, this looks like Isaiah McKenzie's job to lose. Now, look, Tavon Austin, as much as he had a nice mini camp, He's been pigeonholed in the third team. He's really not even a factor right now. So at most, this is probably a three-person race with Tavon trying to slide in maybe as a return man somewhere. Shakir, for as good as he was the first two, three days, um, he slowed down a little bit. Actually had a drop in the opening session when it was just offense versus defense, but you know, going at one-third yeah, speed. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, that wasn't a big deal, but it was... It was eye-opening to see him drop anything, especially in that situation. Um, but regardless, he hasn't made anywhere near the plays. He does get some time in the first team, but to me, it's never in routes. He always seems to be run blocking. So now it's really down to Jameson Crowder and Isaiah McKenzie. Jameson Crowder's only played one practice. He was in practice a little bit more today, didn't participate in team drills. And what Isaiah McKenzie did today is what he's been doing this entire camp. Just keeps making plays. Not super spectacular. Had a couple nice catch and runs, crossing patterns. I saw one where he had two steps on Taron Johnson. Taron Johnson's one of the best nickels in the league. So McKenzie is getting it done. And Carl, you know, I think right now this slot job full time is McKenzie's to lose. They say your best ability is your availability. And right now that's hurting Crowder 100%. Talking about that route in two minutes, everyone on the field knows this, know that a passing play is coming. Yeah, Isaiah McKenzie routed up Terrence Johnson a little bit. That looked like a 20, 25 yard gain yeah, right there. Something like that. And he's an explosive player. And I think what he brings to the table is so much different than what the other three guys have. Mm-hmm. Tavon Austin may be comparable when it comes to his athleticism, but obviously his route running ability doesn't really match up to what Isaiah McKenzie brings to the table. And Crowder kind of fits some of the mold of the guys that the Bills had last year with Cole Beasley, you mm-hmm. know, under the knee, underneath, quick, shifty, option route type of guy. McKenzie looks like he can bring a little bit more pop to that position, a little bit more explosiveness. And what, based off what we saw so far, we haven't really seen him take anybody deep, but you see that suddenness. You see that quick, sudden twitch that he's bringing to the field. And it's showing up so far, especially with the highlight catch he made on Saturday yep. and then making the plays he made in two minutes today. I mean, he's stacking up a bunch of days and one of these days, I feel like he's going to have one of those days where he just pops and so far stacking up his days and doing a good job so far. Yeah, I think McKenzie's a little different slot, especially than Cole Beasley. Beasley was more of a, you know, almost right at the line of scrimmage. I'm going to get open horizontally. I'm going to, you know, juke, juke, juke and find some space. McKenzie's a little more of a straight speed guy, and I think he can get down the field more into the intermediate route tree, you know, be very effective there. I think he can be really good underneath as well and, and certainly on bubble screens and things like that. You know, and Sean McDermott today, talked about Isaiah McKenzie and his growth so far, and if he does end up as the full-time slot, how things are going to be different for McKenzie than what they've been so far in his career. The biggest adjustment is going to be, you know, the potential of stepping into a full-time role now, right, where there's teams game plan for you, you have more film on uh, out there, and, and so there's there's uh, it's, a, it's an adjustment, and there's a, there's a toughness piece that comes with that where you there's more of a chance for, for good plays, yes, but there's more of a chance for, for some plays you want back as well, for bad plays. And you have to know then through the course of the game, adjusting to that is a little bit different as a full-time player, game-to-game or even within the game than a part-time player. 
As for the rest of practice on Monday, you know, the guy that stood out to me again was rookie Kair Elam. You know, the corner had a really nice pass breakup in the back of the end zone, ripping a ball away from Dawson Knox. And, yeah, if you want to, you know, continue to pile on Dawson Knox and some of the drop issues he's had this camp, I think you can argue that one will go into it. That was more of a, a battle, a 50-50 ball, than it was a straight drop. But regardless, you know, Elam was right there, and he won the battle, not just against a receiver, against a tight end, you know, a pretty decent tight end. Um, there was another play in this uh, practice where uh, Terrain Edmonds had an interception. Um, the ball never got to Elam and Stephon Diggs, but Elam was right there too. So, look, not every play in and out is good, but Elam continues to flash, continues to look like he certainly belongs at this level at worst and, and maybe be able to thrive in a relatively uh, quick uh, amount of time. Uh, Edmonds, like we said, had an interception. He hasn't been – look, he, he's never flashy almost everywhere, but – you know, he had a play first couple days of camp where he had a nice pass breakup, had an interception today. Um, this was one where he was kind of in the right spot, you know, read the quarterback's eyes and, and was able to make the pick. So give Edmonds credit for that. He hasn't been, you know, a, a total, you know, totally quiet this camp. Um, and I think the other thing I want to mention is what happened on offense today. Josh Allen, look, he had good moments for sure. Um, a couple passes in a, a, a move the ball down the field drive where he hit Dawson Knox over the middle, down inside the five, and then came right back with a quick touchdown out of Stephon Diggs. But the offensive line remains a mess. Deion Dawkins was back today. Um, Mitch Morse played. But Tommy Doyle in the middle of practice got injured. So at one point, the Bills had Bobby Hart, Greg Van Roten, and uh, David Questenberry as three-fifths of your line. And, you know, God help poor Josh Allen if that's what's going to happen this year. And it looked that way at times today. We're, Carl's going to talk about Ed Oliver today. Ed Oliver, I mean, this should be, if he ever needs a resume to go anywhere else, this one practice is probably all he'll need for it. So the offense struggled because the offensive line was a mess. But. Josh Allen had two interceptions in this practice where he was not anywhere close to the same page with his intended receiver, Stephon Diggs. And if there's one guy in this offense that you figure Josh Allen should be in lockstep with, it's Diggs. So a little uh, concerning there. Again, you know, there's so much else swirling offensively, and it's August 1st, so you can excuse a lot of it. But, you know, not a great day for the offense and, you know, kind of a what's going on here day from Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. Carl, Ed Oliver, I mean, he was just a menace. Again, you're going to go against Greg Van Roten and Bobby Hart. You're probably going to win, but boy, did he win. We're talking about someone who had a great day. Man, Ed O did his thing. And I know he's going against second and third team guys, but you still want to dominate those guys no matter what who's in front of you. You're doing what you're supposed to do. So I understand, oh, the level of competition won't be what he see on Sundays. I get that. But he's still doing his job in his 111. At one point in practice, he kind of like ruined it, and they took the first team off the field. It was a two-minute drill. First where, team defense, right? Yeah, they yeah. took the entire first team defensive line to say, you know what, you guys are ruining it. And it was by and large part because Ed O had at least two, maybe even three sacks on that drive alone. Sean McDermott said, we're not getting work done in this period. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get receivers to time up, time things up down the mm -hmm. field, and you're back here in half of a second. So you know, get off the field and let these second teamers come in. Just if you had any like idea or you. You know, if you wanted to wonder about what is Ed O going to do this year with Bond up next to him, uh, you know, Greg Rousseau, his second year, man, we're sleeping on Ed O because he's doing his thing so far. And uh, um, we talked to him after practice, and Von Miller, you know, is the, the darling of the offseason. You know, the Bills finally got that splash, you know, pass rusher that they can get. And we've been marveling on how great he looks, but Ed Oliver didn't, think, didn't see him that way, and he saw him in a much different light. I know Von Miller is Von Miller, but at, at the same time, Von Miller kind of like, he didn't evolve into like my brother. You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't look at Von as like how the media might portray Von as two-time Super Bowl runner. I, I look at Von as the goofy Von that I go in the locker room and chill with him, you know, hang out with him every day. So it's kind of like, 
at first it was kind of like, man, we got Vaughn in here, but now he more so like my brother than Vaughn Miller. It's like that Vaughn. Injury-wise, uh, for the rest of the Bills in this practice, like we said, Tommy Doyle got hurt. Looked like a rib injury. He did walk off under his own power. That was midway through practice. He did not return. Uh, no Ryan Bates again today. Roger Saffold still out. Uh, Jameson Crowder, again, was on the field for individual drills, but I don't see him take one team rep no, today. No, yeah, it was not in team at all. Same thing for Micah Hyde, who actually, I think it's an encouraging recovery for him, for a guy who was carted out of practice on Friday. He did all the individual stuff, none of the team stuff, but again, looked fine. He should be okay, no concern there. Tim Settle did sit out practice today. I actually sat down with Tim Settle, and that'll be something you can see on uh, News 8 later on this week, but he seems fine, no concerns there uh, as well. By the way, Deion Dawkins today had maybe the play of this training camp. It was uh, it looked like some sort of a jet screen or a, a tunnel screen. So he's downfield blocking, and a defender got his hand on a ball, tipped up in the air, and Deion caught it basically in stride and then scored a touchdown. And I'll tell you what, the, it was about a 40-yard play, maybe 60. It might have been a little longer. He's not scoring in a regular game. But legitimately, the way he caught it in stride, he's getting a first down. I mean, he made a play there. Oh, big boy was definitely moving down yeah. the field. It was looking good, too. Nice little stride. and don't be Flip, Flipped in the end zone? Yeah, flipped in the end zone. I got kind of scared a little bit yes. because it looked a little unorthodox. And yeah. Definitely didn't practice that. <laughs> but, like, shout out to him for, for making it look good. And what sucked, though, the very next play, he had to play left tackle. So I know he was exhausted. <laughs> I know he was tired, especially if he had to go against Vaughn. And um, earlier this week, we caught up with Mike Garofalo from the NFL Network. Great conversation. And yes, he had a conversation about TBT, turkey burger time, and had a, uh, a little mix up on how many burgers he was supposed to eat. Joined by Mike Garofolo from NFL Network. And Mike, you know, coming up to see the Bills, I know you've done this for a lot of years. Yeah. This team has transitioned from a, hey, happy story to this is one of the power teams in the NFL. When you get to follow that story year after year, how much fun is it to come to this year and to see the mature version of this franchise? It, it was great. I mean, we, today was back together Saturday, and uh, we had everybody uh, – we had all teams covered, all 32, and I, I said to Mike Rob, who I didn't have to remind, Mr. Buffalo, uh, I said, look, we're here with the Super Bowl favorites. I mean, you can't ask for a better assignment than that. So I felt, I felt the pressure of that, right, just actually covering this team here. Mm -hmm. So how does that team feel the pressure of being the Super Bowl favorites and then how they operate with it? And, and you just look no further than the quarterback, who's about as chill as they come just dripping with swag and confidence. I was here for rookie camp uh, after he got drafted, mm -hmm. and he walked in. You could tell he had a little something about him, mm -hmm. but now seeing him, what, four years, five years later, whatever it is, he's on a whole whole other level. And uh, if he's not the MVP of the season, as Mike Robb predicted, uh, you know, I'll be surprised. I mean, he's, he's coming out ready to play this year, and this team is too. The thinking is that, especially around here, that Von Miller is the piece that puts this team – over the top. Obviously, it can happen. How yeah. likely do you think it is that Von Miller does become that piece when we're talking about a Lombardi in February? If that's, first of all, it's that piece of, oh, okay, we need a pass rusher to get to these quarterbacks that we're going to be facing. That's one thing. But you're also getting what's the effect on A.J. Epinesa, what's the effect on Greg Russo and all these other guys, because um, that's the trickle-down effect. And even guys not even playing that position, guys that are watching him, because from what I'm told, they're going to have to back him down. He's, he wants every rep. Mm -hmm. it's, I, we asked him that we, when he sat down with us uh, for NFL Network. I said, um, you know, at this point in your career, I would think you'd be like, ah, I don't need the I said, you're, you're in it. He goes, no, this is where you sharpen uh, the blade, and you don't have to knock the rust off a of week one. So guys watching that, if, if, if it's good enough for him to get in there and do reps at full speed every single day, it's good enough for me. So that, that's the effect of Von Miller if it's going to be an over-the-top type deal.
Real quick, I saw you got to see the uh, sample of the Fisher Turkey Burgers. Give me your assessment. Spot on, uh, Josh Allen. I, I listen. I, I would follow him under the field. I would follow him into the cafeteria <laughs> as well. It was a great call. Uh, he adds the jalapenos, the pickled jalapenos, which adds a little bit of uh, sweetness as well as some snap and some heat. It's a phenomenal call. Uh, we did it as shtick during the interview. We're like, oh, let's take a bite. And then Mike Robb, who's a vegan, put his down because it wasn't real. It was it was Furky Burger, right. and Josh had to go, so he bit his and put it down. I finished it. That was my lunch, right? That's what I ate. Did so. you finish just yours, or you finished all of them? Okay, so there was a minute where I looked at Josh's, and there was one bite taken out of it, and I asked my producer that she had a knife so we can cut like the part that he bit off of. And Mike Robb's like, I know a lot of people around here that would love to dig in right where he dug in. <laughs> I said, Well, that's not me necessarily. But I'm thinking about it because I'm not going to be back here this summer. So I thought about it. I also thought about selling it on eBay, by the way. Um, eBay is a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> so in the end, I didn't eat that. And now I'm regretting it. I want I want some more. Is it, where's, the, where's the cafeteria? That way? It's over there. Yeah, there's plenty will more they, in there. Yeah. Will they let us in? I think we're, we're all done for now. But ah. you know, I can send you one. If you really want them that bad, we'll put it in the mail. Well, we're going to have to do back together Sunday so I can come back tomorrow and get a turkey burger. Mike Garofolo, practicing good hygiene, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> you got it, guys. So that turkey burger that Josh Allen didn't eat, uh, didn't finish, that's definitely going for at least 10 G's, at least 10,000. <laughs> like, I've seen some crazy things on eBay before. That's definitely going for 10 bands. Uh, I don't know. I might see if, see if it's still over there. I know it's been a couple <laughs> days, but I might go try to pick it up. But I'm a big turkey burger fan myself, and I still haven't gotten one yet. That we need to fix that. We need to fix that ASAP. I need to go over there. You know, y'all got to fix that for me, man. I need I one. I don't know how we do that. We'll figure it out. Oh, we gotta figure that we'll, out. We'll, 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 one other player I want to talk about quick here, um, Christian Benford. The uh, rookie draft pick, sixth round, I'm pretty sure one of the three sixth-round picks the Bills had. Um, at one point, they hit interception. Uh, it wasn't a super play. It was just a you know, right place, right time kind of thing against uh, the second-team, third-team quarterback. And uh, I tweeted that he's got a practice squad written all over him because I haven't seen him do anything through one week at camp. And then, lo and behold, he ended up on the first-team D in some goal-line stuff. He was going head-to-head -head with Gabe Davis two or three times. Carl, you watched that matchup. How do you do? thought he held his own. I mean, I'm not expecting him to lock him down by any stretch of the imagination, but you're in front of a guy who's going to be starting on Saturday, Sundays, and you hold your own and not give up a play. That's impressive. I think right now still Nick McLeod would be the, the unknown who would be the most likely guy to get a roster spot, but Benford at least today had one pretty good day of practice. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us here at St. John Fisher University. As always, thanks for watching and listening. Remember, you can always find Buffalo Camp Day Recap every day that there is Bills Camp at RochesterFirst.com, or you can listen on Spotify in podcast form. Tomorrow the Bills are back here again. It's day two of five in a row, uh, four in a row at Fisher. Then they'll have the one practice at the stadium on Friday. be A.J. Feldman in tomorrow here in this spot. So until then, for Carl Jones, I'm Thad Brown. Thanks for watching and listening to Buffalo Camp Day Recap.